Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. got your Bible, turn to Ephesians chapter 6. If you're a first-time guest here, we, well, this is not always this long uh, in, in worship. If we, you know, did it for a couple more hours, it'd still be worth it. Come on, somebody. Amen. So normally I'm in, I'm in a word by now, but I, whew, <clears throat> this has just been good, man. I, again, I just want what he wants this year. I love resolutions, and you go in with a plan, you go in with thoughts, and you got a kind of an idea of what you want this thing to look like, but you know his thought and his plan is better than yours? That's pretty cool. His, his is always better than yours. So again, have that concept. Be open to it. Uh, we talk about it on here on Sundays. I, we, we place an order service and songs and things like that, but his order is always better. His plan is always better than anything we could come up with. Anything we could conjure up. And uh, so I just always want what he wants, man. So, uh, again, if this is your first time, faith or new, let's say God bless you. Welcome you here. And we're glad that you're here. Will you let them know that you appreciate first-time guests? <clears throat> I see some friends of mine that are here and some folks with us for the first time again. Uh, we, uh, we're, we're glad you're here. We may be different than what you're used to. And next week may be different than that. But I just, again, we're just, you know, just a church who is... Uh, trying everything that we can just to make Jesus known, experience his love and grace, and, and just and somehow get someone to experience his love because uh, it, it, it'll do something to you. So it's just amazing. This is so cool. So uh, again, it's just been a little bit longer than what we've uh, normally worshiped. So, but uh, I'm still just going to talk to you for a few minutes. I'll be done in about three hours. And uh, so there's no, uh, so if you don't, don't, no, it won't be long. It won't be that long. Uh, don't check out on me, man. Stay in here. Stay in here with me. I'm going I'm to take something off. I'm going to just stick with finishing up the belt of truth. I'm going to do that, and we'll, we'll go from there. And, uh, but just um, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, I don't want you to leave without some word in you. It's happened through song already and through just the Spirit of God speaking to us. But just uh, I want you to get it in just, just yourself. So Ephesians chapter 6, uh, six verses 10 through 18. Read it with me. If, if you don't have your Bible, be on the screen, and uh, you can follow along. It says this. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. It's the power of his might. You don't want to ever fight this thing on your own strength. In the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. So that means right now the battle you had this morning with your loved one was, uh, might have been a little more to it than that. Kind of might have been the enemy trying to mess you up, stop you from getting here, try to get your mind clouded so that you don't even get this word right now. So there's more to it sometimes. So uh, always be aware of those things. He says, so, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. He said to do this now. This is where we've been at starting last week. So therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. That day is just a period of time. You know, so understand, it's not always going to last forever. That's, that's, that's good. Some of you should get happy just because that part. It ain't going to last forever. So there's a, it's a period of time. So uh, he just wants you to just keep standing through that period of time. And having done all to stand, stand. Verse 14, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, 
having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith, which which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Can I get a witness? That's good. Amen. Amen. Let's pray one more time, and then uh, let me just talk for a few minutes. God, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for what you've done in this room already. God, and if there's anything else you need to do today, Lord, you have rain. For this, is your, this is your house, God, and this is your year, and this is the year of the Lord. And I just pray the Spirit of God will just continue to flow freely in our hearts and our lives today. And as I get into the Word for a few moments today, Lord, let it just speak to us. Let it be strength to us. Let it challenge us, change us, but let it be life to us, God. And I thank you right now for it, God, and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Again, we've been in this series now for a while called The Battlefield, and we just last week started transitioning over into where God would have us be in Ephesians 6, verse 14, about putting on this armor of God, the things that he has for us. And again, he's given his spiritual uh, weapons because it's a spiritual war. You know, does that make sense? I mean, he's given us spiritual weapons because it's a spiritual war. And, uh, and, and regardless, of, again, I want to say this again because I want you to hear it. I know it was from God. It, even in the war, you still can have peace. It don't make sense. Our minds either we're either in one or we in the other. But anytime we're in Christ, we can always have perfect rest and peace in him, regardless of what the situation is. So again, even if you're in a war, you can still have peace and you still have rest in that. So, but we see that we're in this thing and, and, and that we're in this battle, we're in this war, and God's given us everything that we need to fight this. And um, the devil, man, I'm telling you, he hates, enemies hates when you grab hold of a word like today, like this series has been, been shared. He hates that because he knows what what can happen when you get equipped? Amen. He knows what can happen when you get equipped. So he hates this. So he battles. Even right now, within your mind, he's got you thinking. In just a minute, you know, maybe your stomach may growl a little bit. Just a little, and he's going to take that, just something that comes in the natural because we're made of this body. He's going to try to take that and get your mind there. Some of you are like, don't even talk about it, Pastor. Just don't, just turn, don't even talk about it. But, but, so, but he is going to try to pull your mind. So stay with me for a few minutes and let's talk about this thing. Last week, we looked at this number one weapon that God gives us, this first piece of armor that we put on. It is the belt of truth. This belt, again, is something that they would take and they would put it on tightly. You know, we talked about last week, it wasn't no fashion statement. It wasn't they had brown sandals that day, so they got picked out the brown belt. And we're just going to put it on and we're going to look nice today. No, there was a purpose behind it. There was a reason that they would take that belt and they would put that belt on. And again, it wasn't just something that was a fashion statement, but it was designed and equipped to bring protection to them. Hear that? It was designed. You know, we likened it to, to somewhat of a WCWWEW. I don't know all them W's and, and whatever it is, but there's more to it. But there's this, there's this big belt that he's designed that has these brass, uh, 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 you know, pieces on there that stops things that may come and hurt you in that area. Because, again, he wants you to put on the truth. He wants you to put on this belt. They would also take this belt and they would use it to pull up their tunic, I guess is the best way to say that, their, their robe, they would use it to pull up because what would happen is when they would get into battle, when they would get into war, they didn't want that long flowing tunic of robe to trip them up. So there are things, again, Spirit of God is showing us that, that there are things that the enemy has sent to try to distract you. There are things that the enemy sent young people to trip you up. And if you could see that, if you would wake up and put on the truth and find out what he says about you, so you put on the truth, you put on this belt, so you gather up all this stuff 
put it in there, tuck it in, get it in place, and then you put the belt on and then you tighten the belt down. Because, again, it doesn't do you any good if this belt is loose. How many has had that, that big Thanksgiving meal? We just came off the, the, new, the, the, the Christmas meal and the New Year's meal, and, and I don't know if it was collars or, and black-eyed peas or any of those things, but whatever it was, you ever sat back, and the older I'm getting, the more I'm having to do this. Take the belt and loosen it up. Come on, some help me, help me, help me. I, I used to see my dad do that all the time, you know, and, and he would always, every time, he'd always say the same, he'd say, Woo! And we breathe, man. And they fi- I can find myself now on occasion after I get, don't even realize it. I find myself after a meal loosening up a notch or two and going, whew. You know what I'm saying? Because in that moment, I'm worth nothing. Come on. I, yeah, right. So I need to wait to get worse or better or whatever. I mean, but in that moment, I'm worth nothing. When that belt is loose, when it's not in place, when it's not where it should be, I'm worth nothing. So he wants you to take the belt, put it on, keep it tight because there are other things that this belt would do. This belt would gather those things, but it would also do, do this. The next piece of uh, armor we're going to talk about, I guess, next week, but this breastplate of righteousness that we give, the belt would help hold that in place. And then on top of that, it would be something that we would, they would use to put the sword and the spirit in place too. So again, you need each part of this. So as we began to look last week, we talked about the belt of truth. And the Lord gave me two things in connection to the belt of truth. Some I've never heard before in this area of teaching, but I believe it was God that gave it to us. But again, there's two things. The first one we talked about last week was many translations say that you are to gird about your waist or your loins. All right, anybody remember what the loins was? The loins was this part of the admin, ad, abdomen, abs, six-pack, the lower abdomen, the reproductive organs. So there are more to it again. So you see this, that this, this belt is gathering up and going around the loins. And I believe the Spirit of God just kind of let us somehow get a glimpse of how this thing works, that the enemy is even not just after you right now, he's after your seed. So remember, they, this reproductive organ, he, he's after what you're going to produce. So there's more to it than even just right now what we see. There's more there than what we even see in this moment. We've got to recognize that. We have to see this for what it is. It goes even beyond us. Some, sometimes I, I just, it begins to just blow my mind that even us as adults, and I love what God's doing in our church right now and in the different individual groups, but even as our men right now, I'm thankful that we're seeing men be some of the first ones to come to an altar. Oh, come on, help me. We're seeing men right now in the church lift up hands, man, and worship God, things that you used to never see before at a church because we're seeing and we're understanding that this thing and this is real deal, and the enemy is after our seed. He's after our kids. So we do this. We're going to refuse to just sit back. T.D. Jake's a, a, a great minister. He says this. He said, you have to deal with your daddy's devil. So some folks in this room, we've had to do this. We're in a certain position or certain place because maybe our one before us didn't deal with it. They didn't, take, they didn't take a stand. They didn't deal with a situation. And so somehow it got passed on to you and somehow you, get, you begin to carry that thing. And then somehow the enemy works like this. He tells you because daddy didn't deal with it, you got to carry it the rest of your life. That's a lie. No truth in that whatsoever. So you can deal with it. And as a parent, listen to me, as a parent, this is what you have to do. If they're your child and they're still with you, you put the armor on them. That's good. Kids, I ain't getting no love from y'all, but I love y'all, man. This is good because, again, we know what's good. When we don't think, when we're a certain age, 
When I, when, I'm telling you, when I was a certain age, I didn't think, I, I, I thought I knew everything, but I didn't. I, I, was, I remember this. I was in like fourth grade. I used to ride the bus to school, uh, to elementary school, and I was in the fourth grade, and the bus would pull up, and back then it used to get cold. It don't get cold around here anymore. I don't know what's that real cold like it used to, but my mama had this hat that somehow I think it got passed down through each brother. I'm the youngest of four boys, so I never got anything new. Everything I wore, everything I had came down the line, man. You know, so by the time it got to me, there was this hat, and Adam, my son, would love this hat. I think he has one similar. It is a hat that folds up, and it has the fur underneath it, and it snaps at the top. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Cousin Eddie hat. It's okay. Well, that's very similar to a Cousin Eddie hat. I, I remember being in fourth grade, and, and here's the deal. I was, serious, I was serious even at that point about my hair even then, man. I mean, I'm serious. You know, I'm sorry. I had, it was in place, and it needed to stay there until I got done with it, you know? And so, but I remember it being so cold, and, and, but, but me not wanting to mess my hair up, I had to go out and wait for the bus, and Mama said, put the hat on. Now, some of y'all laugh because y'all know me, man. Y'all know that's the area that, that just, it's the helmet of salvation right here, man. That stuff's in place. When, it, when, when everything's in, it's good, so don't mess with it. But mama, she told me, she said, you need to put the hat on. And here's what she told me. Here's what she said. I'm going to know if you don't. <laughs> and I always wondered how she would know. I figured out later on it was because I'd come home and my hair still be in place. I'm saying, so if I didn't wear it, everything would still be intact. But if you put that hat on, it's, it's all going somewhere. But she did that for my good. Hear me? She did that to look out for me. She knew my little pointy ears needed to be, be covered up and be, be held by. And watch, don't look at my ears. And, and, but just <laughs> need to be protected from the cold. And she knew what I needed. And here's the deal. I didn't know that at that age. So I go out now today as a grown man. I go into some stuff as a hunter. And I get into the woods, into the water. And, and, man, I put everything I can on when I'm going out there because I know I need that. But as a young person, I, don't need, I didn't know I needed it. But as a parent, here's what you have to do. You have to make sure. Here's what we, here's what we did in our, in, our, in our house, and I'm thankful for it. Mom and Dad said, you're getting up. They didn't explain it this way. They didn't really tell me that we're putting armor on you today, but that's what they were doing. Get your honey up. You're going to church. That was what? No, I'm, let me talk to you about that, Dad. And, and let's just no no discussion about that. There was my parent; they, I was their seed, and they knew what I needed. So you know something that began to instill stuff in me. It began to get stuff in me. I'm thankful they did it because I got in there and I heard words of God. I got in there, and because of that, Spirit of God worked in my life. At nine years of age, I came to know Christ. 12 years of age, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 12 years of age, I read the Bible through for the first time. Would I have ever done that on my own? Oh, y'all quiet today. But because here's the deal. They knew what I needed. And as for us, for this belt of truth, so we do this. We get up and we put the belt on them. The, we, my, our seven-year-old, we, we're getting there somehow. It's taking us a while. But as a, but our, our first two, they were able to do this. We got them dressed, and then they began to take over that job at some point. Caleb's still seven. It, it's, it's still a struggle. Lori, where you at? Okay, man. I mean, it's, it's still a battle. We, we're still in the process of teaching him. But I'm believing for a day. 
Oh, somebody. I'm believing for a day that one day he's going to get up, man. He's going to go to the drawer. He's going to pull them out, and he's going to put them on by himself, and it's not going to be this big challenge, but right now I'm going to keep putting them clothes on him. I'm going to keep getting him dressed. I'm going to keep making sure he has what he needs, what he needs until the time he's able to do that. So as us, as parents, if you're a parent in here, you make sure you're doing this. You're putting this around because, again, we need this. And, again, we saw that this battle was the reproductive organs, the sexual organs, all these areas the enemy would attack. And here, again, he does. We, We saw that there were some great men who was able to face giants, who was able to whoop bears and wolves. But when it came to this area, they failed. So God wants us to do this. He wants to place the belt of truth on, put it in place, be aware of what's happening around us, put this thing in order in our life. And the second area was this, and he showed me about the belt of truth. We didn't get into it last week that much, so just want to hit it for a minute or two today was this belt of truth represents the word of God. Now, you, you're going to see something in this. When you put on the armor, you're going to see the Word of God represented in two ways, one in a defensive way and one in an offensive way. All right, you see, first of all, the Word of God represented in more of a defensive matter, that you place this, you place the belt of truth on, and you put it on you. And later on down the road, in a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about the sword of the Spirit. How many knows when you've got a sword, it's more of an offensive. You're piercing, you're using, you're pulling. But this belt of truth that we have is we place the belt of truth on, and then we do this. We begin to listen and believe and use everything that he begins to say about us in this book becomes a truth for us. Hear that. Everything in this book becomes what he says. This becomes the truth to, for us. And you, you cause, because here's how the enemy works. He always works and always is connected to that lie. And he can do this. If he can ever get you to believe the lie, he can empower it to control you. It's why we did what we did just a few moments ago because I knew that was one of the areas where the enemy has been, been lying to some of you guys and saying that you can't have rest because of where you're at right now. You can't have peace because of your situation right now. You can't sleep because of what you may be dealing with. That's a lie. That's not true. So you take the truth of God, and then you begin to put it in place, and you listen. So this is what you do. You find out who you are in him. We were singing that song a while ago. I know who I am. I mean, just, I mean, breaking it down, man. And I was like, man, that's good. That's going with my stuff. And then and, and you just, it is just so true. We find out who we are. We find out what he has made available for us, and then we begin to take and do it because, again, it's God's word. So I, I, I love, and I had to challenge someone this week real strong, someone who got hit hard with something that I'll just, um, someone told them. We'll put it that way. Someone told them and gave them some news that they didn't want to hear. And, here's, and you can look at these situations, and this is where the battle begins to take place. You can look at it and say, well, that may be the fact. I'm not one of those guys who just, uh, uh, again, uh, y'all, if, you, if you hear much, you know, I don't try to paint some pictures not real than just walk with God. It's sometimes it's a struggle. But listen, they, they, there's, there's things that may be said about you, and it may be fact in some way, but is it truth? What's the truth, Pastor? The truth is what does he say? The truth is what does he say about you? So again, it no longer does. I really get to the place, and, and I guess it's good with, uh, that I'm, I'm at this place. I understand nothing much bothers you really, does it? And, and you No, know, nah, it doesn't because here's the deal. I just trust God. 
I trust his word. I believe his word. Now, has that become a battle sometimes? It, it, it tries. But here's the deal. His word is truth. A.W. Tozer said this. He said, it is the nature of God to speak. The Bible is the inevitable outcome of God's continuous speech. Wow. It is the nature of God to speak, and the Bible is the inevitable outcome of God's continuous speech. So you see this in God's word. God's word is this for you. God's word is a defense that you put into place. It is something that you put on. It is the belt of truth, regardless of what somebody else says. What's he say? Regardless of what may be going on in your life, no matter what happened, no matter what situation is taking place, what's the truth of God's word? Because here's the deal. Everything else is going to feather, uh, weather, fade away. Everything else is going to burn up. The Bible says the word of God will stand forever.